Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Brian Zysig. Brian went to St. John's University and is now the warehouse manager at Ace Mitchell East. Brian also has one PBA Tour title to his credit. Brian, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate you having me on today. All right, Brian. Well, I thought it would be great to get you on. Talk about some of your collegiate bowling experience. We all know you bowled at St. John's University. So just kind of talk about bowling collegiately and what, what your thoughts were and what your plans were and, and how your collegiate experience was. Yeah, I'd actually started uh, about senior year in high school. Uh, at the time, Jim Lizzo was the assistant coach for St. John's, along with uh, you know Bill Dolosky, who is still the head coach. Uh, I had uh, a really good class coming in, myself and Mike Mullen, and we were recruited right around the same time. Uh, obviously, Mike was a heavier recruit, or you know, a more sought-after recruit than I was. But uh, it really started senior year in high school, and uh, you know, just. You know, attending St. John's and, and going there and getting to bowl with guys like Mike Mullen and and the team that we had with uh, you know Luis Gordio and and Christiani, Mike Caputo uh, with that first year us winning uh, St. Louis, uh, which I don't think at the time St. John's had ever won that tournament before, and uh, it was really really special. I mean I love the team concept uh, of collegiate bowling and it's just it's a great way to learn, especially if you do want to go to that net next step on the PBA. Yeah, you, you kind of just sort of breeze through that there as far as like winning St. Louis, and, and that's a really, really tough tournament to win. We had uh, Lonnie Wallachek was on our show a couple weeks ago, and, um, and he was actually talking about that what a difficult uh, tournament it was to win. So to win that is a, is a uh, terrific achievement. Hey, what was it like for you, uh, Brian, as far as balancing uh, the classroom and getting your schooling done as well as, you know, competing on the lanes? How did you... Was that pretty easy for you to balance, or that takes some work? It takes a lot of work. I mean, if you really are, you're going to put time and effort into both. Uh, my my recommendation to the kids that are coming into, you know, leaving high school, going into college, and going to bowl is schoolwork always has to come first, regardless of how much you want to bowl, how much you want to go to the next level. Your schoolwork should always have to come first. Now, um. I was very fortunate. I did only go two years to St. John's. Uh, I was very fortunate to hook up with, at the time, Peter Hakem Enterprises uh, after, my, after I had uh, left college and now with Ace Mitchell East. Uh, I've been able to hook up with phenomenal companies uh, over the last you know, 20 years since, uh, since I had bowled for St. John's. Um, but my advice to the kids is always, it's, it should always be schoolwork first, regardless of what, how good you think you are, how much you want to go to the next level, which right now is, sounds like it's more like a PBA World Tour than it is a PBA Tour. But at the same time, you want to make sure you get that degree, uh, make sure you concentrate on your schoolwork uh, so that there is always something to fall back on in case bowling just does not work out for you. You talk about the world tour and how things are going that way. What are your thoughts? You know, we see people getting back from representing Team USA. Did you have any experiences like that? or what? Talk, talk about how it's changed bowling collegiately now versus what it was back when you were bowling. 
bowling collegiately now, I mean, there's so much, you're learning so much more. I mean, we did, I mean, and Steve will be able to tell you this too, we did bowl on some tougher patterns back then, but not nearly what they're bowling on now. What they learn to bowl on now, how to break down lanes. I mean, back in the early 90s, you know, we really didn't know much. Resin was just coming out. We really didn't know much about how to break down the lanes, how to break down the lanes as a team. You know, Team USA's concept also with that breaking lanes down in order to give your team the best opportunity to win. You can use that in Team USA. You can use that in the collegiate level. You can use that bowling, you know, USBC Nationals, which I'm just starting to learn now how to break down lanes as a team as opposed to just getting out there, bowling on what we bowled on, which a lot of times, and Steve will tell you, especially that St. Louis tournament, it was always the highest-scoring tournament of the year. And it was pretty much, you know, you got on the lanes, and you know whoever struck the most and won the most matches won. Now there's so much more thought that goes into each event and how you're going to attack lanes, how you're going to break them down, and what is going to the, the best way to play to the strengths of your team, whether you have a lot of straight players, whether you have a lot of guys that like to hook the ball. You really need to concentrate more on what the team is going to do best and what you're going to do to help the other four bowlers on your team. Hey, Brian, we're going to talk a little bit uh, in just a little bit about your uh, your win in the uh, Plastic Ball Championship back in, in 2010 and what that was like. But before that competition, you were competing on the PBA Tour and traveled around from stop to stop um, back in the late 90s, and that was right around the same time as well when I was uh, a tour rep out there. And uh, what, uh, what did that experience um, – what did you learn from that as far as competing internationally on, on the on the biggest stage there in the late 90s? And I think you were out there for, was it two or three seasons? Is that about right? It was, a, it was about three seasons. And uh, what I learned was I should have stayed in college and stayed in there for the last two years and gotten my degree, really. But uh, the three years, though, that I was out there, I learned so much with regards to, uh, you know, how much time and how much effort the top guys like a Pete Weber, like a Norm Duke, I mean, nowadays like a Jason Belmonte, how much time and effort they have to put into being at the top of their craft in order to make it on the PBA Tour, to make, you know, a, a, a really nice living for themselves out there. Uh, I've done clinics with Norm Duke before uh, with his uh, deal with Next Level Bowling, uh, and and guys like Mike Machuga, guys like, uh, you know, Mike Fagan, all, all of the top, you know, top guys. I've done clinics in this area, and there's so many different ways now that they need to piece together their year because of the fact that it's only, you know, back when I was out there, you know, we bowled for 26 weeks, 27 weeks. Now it sounds like they're bowling for about, you know, five or six weeks, and they got to piece together the other, you know, 46 weeks out of the year in order to, whether they have a pro shop, uh, you know, guys like Mike Wolf and, 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 and Machuga and, you know, Randy Weiss, guys like that who have shops, that's how they're putting together, you know, their livelihoods and doing it a different way than the guys like Walter Ray, guys like, you know, even Parker Bone now, I mean, who's working with Brunswick, he's got a full-time job along with being on tour. So it's just a little bit different from, you know, back then it was, I'd be working part-time for Peter Hakem Enterprises, but he would allow me to, you know, the freedom to go and bowl whatever stops that I wanted. Now it's just, it's a little bit different. They, you can't just rely on bowling because if you have a bad week or a bad two weeks out of six weeks, you know, it could really put a hurting on, on your livelihood and, and how you're going to live your life, you know, especially after your tour days are over. 
So then it sounds like, Brian, what happened for you is you went to college for two years. You then went out on the tour, which is what a lot of guys did. I, I remember listening to Wayne Webb give a speech at his at the Bull Expo a couple years ago for his USBC induction where he said, you know, he was 18 and he went out on tour. And it sounds like you kind of did a cross between you went to, went to college and then went on tour. So was there a time when you're out on tour and you're like, you know what, I, I'm going to have to use my my schooling and the, the, the physical, the you know, the classroom knowledge that I learned to make a living because this bowling, it, it's either, it's not there. Yeah, they, I mean, and that's exactly what, what happened for me. Uh, like I said, I was very, very fortunate to get uh, to work with Peter Hakeman uh, at Peter Hakeman Enterprises. While I was doing that, uh, I was also working uh, uh, at the same time with Frank Mormando and the Mormando family in their centers uh, here on Long Island and in Levittown, my hometown. Uh, I was able to get a lot of experience in both of those areas after uh, my tour career was over, and now uh, it's turned into, you know, I'm pushing 40, Steve, right? Okay. <laughs> so I'm pushing 40 now, and, you know, now I'm the general manager here at Ace Mitchell East, and just being, uh, you know, being incorporated now with guys like, you know, Jeff Moraz and Dave Grau and, and uh, Todd Williams and all the guys here at Ace Mitchell, you know, it's really been fortunate for me. But if I were to do it over again, Tim, if, if your question is that, uh, I would have stayed in school for four years rather than try to immediately, you know, make some kind of mark on tour. And I did have the, I guess it was the fortune, or you could say the misfortune, as coming out the same year as guys like Chris Barnes and, and that, you know, he was rookie of the year, my rookie year. Uh, guys like Robert Smith who had come out, all the guys that had come out right after the Megabucks had started to go downhill, and they were going out to make their marks on tour. Pat Healy Jr. at the time as well. You know, I came out at the same time that all of those guys also came out. So, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. I was able to work with and bowl against the greatest bowlers in the world. Now they had that claim because all of the Megabuck guys had now started to come out and bowl on tour. Uh, but at the same time, it definitely hurt myself in the pocketbook, at least on a short-term level. But again, it made me realize what I needed to do and getting a nice 9-to-5 comfortable job, you know, Monday to Friday, uh, working in the industry, which was the best part about it for me, uh, is the way I needed to go after I realized, you know what, maybe I'm just not quite good enough out here. Hey, tell us a little bit about, you know, you mentioned you're the general manager there, essentially. What exactly does that entail? What do you what do? You do? What does your, your work day and your work week uh, look like that? Uh, it's pretty much uh, fielding phone calls. I, I run the warehouse out here. We're in Deer Park, Long Island. Uh, our main office is in Cuyahoga Falls in Ohio. Uh, their facility is about four times the size of the, you know, of our facility here at Deer Park. But uh, we, do, we do very well here. I mean, we have a very nice customer base here up in the Northeast. Uh, I got great guys at work uh, uh, doing the sales calls for us, uh, guys like Vinnie Kurzan, guys like, you know, that a lot of people know, like Mike Rose Jr., like Dennis Rialli, you know, our, our New, New Jersey and Pennsylvania guy. Mike Rose does, you know, pretty much upstate New York. They have, they make my job very, very easy. Uh, right. It's very much similar to just a general manager of a warehouse. I mean, ordering supplies and and stuff like that. A lot of that stuff I work in conjunction with Jeff Mraz uh, out of the Ohio office, and we just make sure that our inventory levels are constantly up. You know, we have enough stuff for the guys that like to come pick up, and our UPS numbers 
uh, obviously are are through the roof, and we're having a great year this year. And uh, you know, we hope to continue that going through uh, 2014 and beyond. Well, and Brian, you do still like to compete as well, bowling a lot of the the amateur tournaments. And one of the things that stuck out at me is a couple weeks ago, I do a podcast with Joe Sarar on on the Above180.com website, and we talked to Brian Smith. And now Brian was out on tour as well, has has a title. And he said, though, that when he came back and, you know, now he's a co-owner of a center up here in Roseburg, Oregon, he said when he came back and got a full-time job, it lifted a pressure off of him knowing that he didn't have to, you know, bowling wasn't his only source of income. So it sounds like, you know, you have this full-time job that you love at Ace Mitchell, but you still like to bowl. So talk about how you balance those and how now, you know, how you still get out there and compete on the lanes. Well, Jeff Mraz is also the, you know, he is my boss, but he also uh, backs quite a few guys on tour. I mean, he's, he's right now backing Jason Couch. He right now backs Ryan Schaefer, and he's he's been Ryan's backer for quite a while. So getting the time off in order to bowl a tournament is very easy because he understands. He knows that I still like to go out. You know, the USBC Masters is coming up in February, and I'll, I'll be taking a week off to bowl that. Uh but balancing it out is actually a lot easier when you're still in the industry, especially when you're in my portion of the industry, because at every one of these tournaments that I go to, I'm going to see anywhere between a half dozen to upwards of you know maybe 20 customers in a weekend going to these tournaments, whether it's a PBA regional, whether it's in this area, the New England uh, Bowling Association, NEBAs, uh, whether it's the newly formed, uh, you know, very recent over the last few years, Underground Bowling Association, which Storm is now, uh, you know, a, a main sponsor of, I see customers all the time. So getting the time off to go and bowl these tournaments and keep myself active is easy with regards to the industry. It's a little bit more difficult because my wife works, uh, she works nights, so getting practice time in is a little bit more difficult when I'm working days and she's working nights. But at the same time, getting the time off to go bowl tournaments on the weekends really is not a problem. Even if I have to take a week off out of work, I'm still working. I'm still seeing customers. So it's actually a, a very smooth transition when you're in this portion of the industry. Hey, Brian, last question I, I have for you, and I mentioned it earlier regarding the uh, PBA title, and you won in, in 2010. Um, if I recall, you did – did you not strike out to – was it to tie Jason Belmonte to force a roll off? You struck out. Yes, that was in that's correct. To I, make I that three. happen, right? And then you beat him correct. in the sudden death roll off. Yes, and 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 the joke, the running joke around here is that uh, the Jason Belmonte shot in the roll off is that the head pen that went around the seven hasn't landed yet. It's still <laughs> orbiting <laughs> here somewhere. <laughs> Well, what what exactly? You know, now that we're a couple of years removed from that, I, mean, I can imagine the, you know, the excitement and the moment of winning that. But now, you know, you went back afterwards and you went back to the the position that you had and went back to working in the bowling industry to to step out there and then win nationally. Did that give you any kind of a desire to go back and and compete more full time professionally and say, hey, I can beat these guys? Or were you just thankful for the win and you're back to what you're doing? What what was that like for you? I mean, if to equate it to anything, it's, you know, 15 years later is what, you know, my dream came true 15 years after the fact. You know, when I was 20, 21 years old uh, and I was going out on tour and, and that was my goal. My goal was, you know, let's, let's win a title, let's, you know, let's do that and let's see if we can make this, you know, our livelihood. But when you've already established what your livelihood is going to be, and Tim, you made a great point about Brian Smith before, when you've already established what your livelihood was going to be, going into that tournament, 
And any tournament that I bowl, whether it's the Masters or whether it's you know USBC Nationals or or, or the Plastic Bowl tournament back then, uh, there's no pressure on me because whatever happens that week, it doesn't change the fact that the following Monday morning. I will be going to work. I have a job, and that is my job. That's what I do for a living, and that's where I'll be going. So it actually takes a lot of pressure off bowling. I think I was probably, it didn't matter it was the first time, you know, my first time on TV. It didn't matter, you know, who I was bowling against. Uh, when you have that comfort level of knowing where your next paycheck's coming from, I think I had the loosest swing of anybody that bowled that week, and I feel that way. Any week, if it's not because of the pressure, the pressure is not going to get to me because it's not about the pressure. If it's if I don't bowl well when I'm out there, that's on me. That's on either I haven't practiced enough or I just had a bad week. It has nothing to do with the pressure because I really don't feel like there's any pressure. The guys that are bowling week in and week out in order to get that next paycheck, in order to put food on the table, stuff like that. Those are the guys that really, you know, I admire for doing that and being able to perform under those circumstances. But to get back to the actual show, uh, it, to be in that atmosphere, and it's the one thing that I have spoken to Tom Clark about before. I said when you when you go to World Series of Bowling, when you go to Summer Swings, when you go to one week at a time, four different tournaments or five different tournaments in one locale, you don't you can't get what that show captured, which is a local guy coming through. The place was packed. Everybody was screaming their heads off. I mean, you can't recreate that in a you know Las Vegas kind of a setting where the people that are there are probably just the family of the people that made the show and maybe a few other people that walk in and stuff like that. You really cannot equate it uh, to what happened that week and the atmosphere the whole week in that bowling center when I was you know doing well Thursday, Friday, and then obviously on the show on Sunday. So, Brian, my final question is, is Ace Mitchell now, are you guys stocking up on blue-dyed oil? Is that like the new new thing that you got all your your, your, your places looking for blue-dyed oil? Not, nothing as of yet. Uh, we haven't had any calls as of yet. I'm sure they will come at some point, uh, but nothing as of yet. I mean, we're right now having a hard time uh, keeping uh, Storm product on our shelves. I mean, they just keep flying right out of here. It just... It comes in and it just goes out. It just doesn't seem to ever stop. Uh, you know, with this IQ Tor Fusion and the, and the zero gravity that Storm has coming out in the next couple months, uh, it's really going to be, you know, normally there's just a little bit of a letdown right after the holidays, but with all the different product, especially the three new Roto-Grip balls that are coming out at the beginning of January, I don't, see, I don't think we're going to see a slowdown. If anything, I think we're going to get actually busier come January and February. Well, definitely appreciate all your support uh, for Storm and Roto-Grip, Ryan, and, and definitely thanks to, to all you guys there at Ace Mitchell for everything you do for us. We sure appreciate it.